I'm Frank, and I'm not a big fan of BJ's Wholesale Club super low gas prices. I don't trust things that low. Started in 92. Big office Christmas party. Come on, join the limbo line. Now I see a chiropractor. So, no, BJ's. I don't want super low gas prices. Okay, then. But if you'd like super low gas prices and a $40 digital BJ's gift card, join the new BJ's Wholesale Club. Opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Donica Strange Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with Recapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Hello, sunshine. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm so glad uh, to be with you on this morning or afternoon, whenever you decide to join us. Uh, for those joining in podcast, we're excited to be with you today. And uh, we have a, a old person coming into the studio. We're welcoming back Miss Essence. Hey, how are you doing, Essence? I'm not old. Well, Hi. I mean, you haven't been here in a while. I have not. I <laughs> that's have not. right. That's right. My uh, my ride or die is my niece. Even though she's my niece and my junior, we talk on the phone all the times, and it's so great. To, we're going to be talking about a special thing today, and it's so great to see in her a whole lot of what our topic is today. Uh, when I ask her business questions, even in her youth, I trust her. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I ask her life questions. I don't know about that, but I ask her how to repair something at the house. I trust her. And so we're just glad to have you back. Essence, what's been going on with you? Well, I've been making it in life. I had some personal transitions career-wise, and that really started to take a lot of my time. So, um, But I am most certainly glad to be back in the studio. Um, I really enjoy coming in and... Um, discussing these topics. I mean, we have great conversations all the time, as you just said, um, in our personal interactions. And so to be able to joy, um, share some of those topics um, on a larger platform, is, I think it's great. I think it's awesome. Yes. So today we're going to uh, hunker down here in the studio uh, as we're closing out the holiday season. Um the most wonderful time of the year. Yes. The most wonderful time of the year. So we're closing out the holiday season and embarking upon a new year. Mm-hmm. Everyone's planning uh, the holidays, the gift giving, uh, time away from work a little bit. Uh, kids will be away from school just a little bit. But we just thought we uh come with you as we look into the holiday season and embarking upon the new year. We thought we'd come with a wonderful, wonderful uh, topic today. Uh, let me ask you something. What does uh, Serena Williams, uh, Dr. Ed Young, Billy Graham, our mother, Patricia Ann Strange, uh, and Joel Osteen, what, what do they have in common? Hmm. What do what do they have in common? That's, now most of these are faith based persons, right? Uh, but we did mention we threw in there Serena Williams, right? Uh, and Bill W. 
Now, we're going to have to tell you a little bit about Bill W. to kind of hunker in on that. But if you think about these people from varied backgrounds, we have faith leaders. We have the one of the greatest, if, if not the GOAT. Uh, and women's tennis, we know there's probably one thing that she's trying to accomplish. What I think of Margaret, uh, I want to say Cotton, but I might have that last name wrong. But there's only one person who has more uh, Grand Slams and more championships than Serena Williams. And she was way back there in 1930 or something. Oh, wow. So uh, we're going to give uh, Serena Williams the GOAT. So what does the GOAT in women's tennis and athletics all array around? Bill W., uh, Dr. Ed Young, Joel Osteen and Billy Graham, what do they have in common? You want me to answer or is it rhetorical? It's rhetorical. Oh, okay. okay but um, I'm going to ask you just without a prep or kind of you mean, have I, a prep. I, I already know. Okay. Already know. Okay. So we're going to, that's a rhetorical question. I'm going to go ahead and let you answer. Essence, what do these individuals have in common? These people all have in common legacy. Legacy. They have in common legacy. So I'm going to start off with the GOAT, Serena Williams. Okay. Uh, just had the motion picture King. King Richard. King Richard. Mm -hmm. I did see the motion picture. Wonderful. Wonderful story about King Richard. Yes, you guys borrowed my HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell the secrets. So, a wonderful motion picture about King Richard. Now, it's primarily the story of not even about Serena, but we mentioned Serena uh, because we have a work that Donica did her own book that she wrote called Serena's Got Bounce. Right. So, the movie primarily focuses on Venus's journey of making it through the professional ranks and how father, Mr. Richard Williams, parented his daughters uh, and led his daughters to greatness. So, I, so I have a question for you. Y'all know me. I just throw a wrench all the time. So would you say the, the legacy... Uh, is more so aligned within King Richard or Serena Williams, or um, maybe a scenario where King Richard is laying the groundwork for the legacy of Serena Williams. Because right, they the um, Serena Williams and Venus they wanted to make that film about their father, correct? Actually, um, other people came to them with the project. Mm -hmm. And they are executive producers, but they wouldn't put their name on it until they saw it. They let the people do what they were going to do. Right. And then they put their name on it. They were very supportive of it. Mm -hmm. They, they were, were appreciative of, of the things that their father had did to prepare them for where they ultimately were able to arrive. Right. So let's talk about Mr. Uh, King Williams, and then we're going to define the word legacy. Okay. So uh, King Richard, uh, that title, King Richard, did not come from the movie. They didn't make it King Richard for the movie and, you know, lifting up this man instead of, you know, as opposed to lifting up the powerhouse of female tennis right, players. which people had issue with, which was strange. But Well, yeah. that King Richard, I saw Rick Macy. Rick Macy was the uh, tennis coach for Venus and Serena Williams and their 
uh, late childhood teens uh, before they went professional. And so he told me, he told me, (laughs) right. (laughs) He said in an interview that uh, he told a long story. And the breadth of the story was that when he went out to Compton to see the girls play, and it's a known part of their story that Rick Macy was in Florida and he had a great tennis academy. And Venus and Serena Williams, their family, lived in Compton. And so what occurred was that he flew out to see them. And he said, I'm watching his own videotape. This is not from the movie. Okay. I watched this interview. He said he never did that. He really didn't have to do that. The people came to him. Right. He was Rick Macy. He was famous. He had already, for those of you who are tennis historians and know about tennis uh, in the uh, 80s, uh, coming into the 90s, Jennifer Capriotti was at that point the youngest person who had went pro, and she was killing the tennis game, and he was Jennifer Capriotti's coach. Right. So he didn't have to go to people. He was sought out. He was the goat of coaching. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he did. He went out to Compton, and when he went to Compton, he said that they went to what they call the Compton Country Club, but it was really the tennis courts in the hood. It was raggedy and oh, dirty wow. and all that. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, he said when he got there, it, he said it was like when they got out of the car, Mr. Richards got out of the van they, they were in. It's like all these people around, these people over here laying in the grass, these people over here playing basketball, these folks over here drinking beer. But it's 730 in the morning. But when Mr. Richards got out of the car, it's like they spread the Red Sea. Everybody moved out the way. And they said, what's up, King? What's up, King? So that was a true part of his story. They didn't make up the name King Richard for the movie. They called him King Richard then. And what had occurred at that time, um, the New York Times had already done an article on Venus. And I think the article included Venus and Serena. Mm-hmm. But she had a New York Times article. And so they had gained some notoriety, notoriety in their community for right. being on local TV, being on national TV and so forth. And so that King Richards, the title was that he had in real life. So while we're talking about uh, these legacies, let's define legacy. And what we're talking about today is legacy. Legacy. Legacy is something that's transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past. So the legacy is the recipient. So it's transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor so that you're the recipient of the legacy. Would you see the definition the same as me, Ms. Essence? Yeah, yeah, okay. I hadn't, I hadn't, um, because I read the definition, but hearing you speak it and frame it, okay, that does make sense. So what I was seeing a little bit earlier so Venus um, and Serena Williams are the legacy, you know, of their father. He's the legacy of good parenting. He's the, they're the legacy of encouragement. They're the legacy of the hard work. Uh, speaking of the word framing, they're the legacy of the framing, their mental prowess. They're the legacy of work ethic. Uh, the legacy of protection. Mm. If you watch the movie or know the story, we know the story a little bit more because Donica wrote a book about it. But um, he protected his kid. That famous interview where one of the um, journalists or interviewers asking, "Hey, how do you think you? How do you? What do you think about this? I'm gonna win." He's like, "What? That's confidence. 
I'm going to win. Well, it's famously known that Mr. Williams gives up and say, hey, what you doing? This is a 14-year-old child. She said she's going to win. She said it was with confidence. Now you stop it. And that was real famous. He said it much worse than that. So that's the framework of legacy and the framework of encouragement, empowerment, work ethic that he did for his children. And uh, he did something that was so brilliant at that time. He took them out of the junior circuit. They never went to the junior circuit. They went pro. And that was like a big deal at the time. I don't follow tennis so much um now y'all, y'all yeah y'all um i remember y'all used to watch tennis a lot and i remember i was a kid and my mom would be watching tennis and i'm just like this is the most boring thing in the world but she would watch it all the time well when we were little we started watching tennis uh the year that uh boris becker came out when boris becker came out he came out of nowhere and he won and uh we were like 12 and we didn't know at the time that what if we learned how to play tennis and we could be good at it well we felt like we were old well, those other people in places three and four, we probably how can you be old at twelve? <laughs> um, we felt like we were old, and so we just kind of saw it as a dream thing and just watched tennis from afar on television. When your mom was a freshman in high school, she's a left-handed person, and at high school we didn't go to the high school. Our home school was uh, Phyllis Wheatley High School. Uh, shout out to Fifth Ward. Uh, shout out to Phyllis Wheatley High School. And uh, we didn't go to that school. We went to the high school for law enforcement. Mm-hmm. But she was a left-hand person. And the coach at Wheatley had told her, hey, I need a left-hand tennis player. And so he wanted her to play tennis. And she just kind of felt like, we're old. No, thank you. You know. Oh, so yeah. uh, we just always, I don't follow it as much as she. So, um, so this is not the GOAT <laughs> A radio program today. This is Legacy. So we're going to move on a couple of yes, other items yes. in the conversation on Legacy. First of all, we're going to start off with Legacy and our very own life. Happy birthday, Grandma Fanny. Yes, happy birthday, Grandma Fanny. Our grandma. Oh, that made me emotional. Oh, gosh, that's weird. I'll always um, emotional. I wish I were emotional all the time. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Grandma Fanny. I always say Grandma Fanny is 92, but... Um, I shot a shout out this week from our family and say Grandma Fanny ninety one. So Grandma Fanny is Grandma Fanny. Wow. Yeah. So we can say happy birthday ninety one or ninety two to Grandma Fanny. Nineties, early nineties. Let's <laughs> early nineties. Let's do that. Uh, Grandma Fanny was born I thought nineteen twenty nine. So uh it's our birthday for our grandmother. Wow, just that's a legacy right there. So happy birthday to uh our grandmother. And uh, so that's the legacy personally in our family. Yes, definitely, for sure. Um, and I think that's interesting. I know we had, um, you, you also mentioned earlier when you were asking the rhetorical <coughs> question that we answered. Um, you did also mention Maybell, Patricia Ann Strange, um, as in having legacy. And so, so based on the definition, you and my mom and myself... We are the legacy of Patricia Ann Strange. Yes. And, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yes, and I just think it's a wonderful thing um, to be able to have relationship. I think uh, a big part of being able to have legacy and the legacy be impactful and meaningful because um, kind of sometimes you get away from the things that you were raised by. But, of course, you know, the, the word says train a child up in a way when they're older shit apart from it. And I think that that's kind of like a beautiful thing for me personally that I've been able to take advantage of because um, 
through the relationship I have with you and my mom, I can be here and I can be a part and I can be cheerful about it. And I think that strongly stems from the relationship I had with my grandmother, y'all's mother. Um, I was with her, you know, all the time when I was younger. I have so many fond memories, um, even though she drinking passed. coffee and yes, uh, watching um, Joyce Meyer. Yes, every morning. Um, <laughs> um, and I was in ele- elementary school, um, and, and I remember so fondly on Saturday mornings I would be with my grandmother, and I would make her a cup of coffee when I woke up. And um, that's really like her second or third cup of coffee. And she would have Joyce Myers playing and she's doing her daily bread. And so for me, having that strong relationship with her, I think it just made it a very smooth transition into having a solid relationship with my with my actual mother, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a beautiful thing. And um, this is kind of off topic, but I did want to throw it in because I was having a conversation with a different elder and um, we were talking about relationships. And I was saying that, you know, sometimes in the family sense, um, there is repair needed to be um, needed to take place with relationships from the elders, you know, to the heirs and mm-hmm. things like that. But what I had an epiphany about is that sometimes there isn't a repair that needs to be made. There needs to be a relationship established in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, I'm just grateful in my own situation that I had in my youth, even though Maybelle passed when I was only 10 years old, mm-hmm. I had a very strong foundation of relationship established and that was able to be transferred over. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Patricia and Strange. If you are our common listener, you know that our primary work is in recovery uh, with ladies, women who are uh, in recovery from drugs and alcohol. And uh, Donica, let's stop and do a little uh, bypass right here. We're going to give a shout out to our host uh, and founder of Recapture Radio, uh, Donica Strange Riscano. She's not here in the studio with us today. So shouting her out for a vision of getting on the radio, shouting her out for a vision of what we call the Diamond Celebration. Uh, to honor and celebrate women in recovery through their recovery journey. And shouting out Donica for her vision of her cute platform. Mm -hmm. And so the hostess is not in the studio today. Just want to let you know there's not a coup going on here. (laughs) (laughs) But see, that's the funny part. That's the great thing about vision is that when you have vision and you're strong in the vision, the vision shall carry on even in your physical absence. Yes, that's right. And that's exactly what vision does. So if you think about uh, Serena, uh, Billy Graham, Bill W., uh, Patricia Strange, uh, I really, my legacy story really is Joel Osteen. Okay. You guys look at that gigantic church and right. some people are pro a con, Pastor Joel. I am pro Pastor John Osteen. I'm pro John Osteen. Oh, okay. That big building over there on 59, uh, I'm sure there's a business acumen and strategy and all that from Pastor Joel and his mom and their business leaders and their uh, their planners for evangelism, mm-hmm. but that is on the prayer of Pastor John. Mm-hmm. That is on the old school word of Pastor John, and right. that's that's legacy. That's who I'm a, a legacy fan of. I think that that church way when they started their feed church sixty years ago, and then they had their property over there in East Houston mm-hmm. 
on the side of town that was called Lakewood. Uh, and now to this big multi-hundred million dollar building and all that. Right. That legacy came from that dad. That success came from that dad. If you think about the uh, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association, um, they're still moving in ministry. And Billy Graham has passed on to be with the Lord many, many years. Uh, most recently, um, Marcus Lamb passed away. Yes. And we'll be praying for his family, his children. Legacy of them already being shown by all of their children and their spouses being heavily involved in the business and ministry of Daystar. And so we're just talking about legacy today. If you're just now joining us, our topic today in this holiday season is legacy. And legacy is something that's transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor uh, from the past. And so we're talking about legacy in this holiday season. And as we talk about the holiday season, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is why we're here, while we're worshiping, while we're celebrating. Yes, you have a tree. Yes, you have a wreath and lights. And some people have ranges in the front yard and maybe even another Santa Claus. Ho, ho, ho. But Jesus really is the reason for the season. And so this week we're talking about les- legacy and looking at Christ the Lord, our Savior. Let's go to Luke 2, uh, 10 through 12. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you, and you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. That is Luke 2, 10 through 12. We are talking about uh, legacy today, but we cannot not talk about Christ the Lord being born in the manger because Jesus is the reason uh, for the season. And so we're just celebrating legacy today. We're here. I'm Monica Strange and uh, I am Essence Monet. And we're here in the studio on behalf of our our host and founder, Donica Strange Roscano, uh, bringing you the story of a legacy and the importance of legacy. So I was talking a little bit about our mom. So let's talk a little bit more about the Patricia and Strange Diamond Celebration. Okay. For those of you who are too new to Recapture Radio, uh, on December tenth, uh, two thousand, December sixteenth, two thousand five, uh, my mother was in the car with my sisters, and she was planning um, her ten year sobriety event, which would be six months from then. And that's the story of Legacy. She was planning her sobriety event. She would be 10 years clean from drugs and alcohol. She was telling my sisters that she was going to give herself a party and buy herself a diamond ring. Now, what we're always careful to say is that this is the first time we remember hearing the story of the diamond. I think after all the years we originally said that was the first time we heard the story of the diamond. But you have to be so um, conscious. Mm-hmm. Very. What if she had told us the story of the di- diamond before and we didn't recall it? Or 
or we wasn't as honed in on it. So Patricia Ann Strange, who is our mother, she told us the story of the diamond on December 16th, 2005, that she was going to give herself a diamond ring and give herself a party to celebrate 10 years of sobriety from drugs and alcohol. Well, that did not happen. On the very same day, Patricia, my mom, she had a heart attack, and she did not survive. Well, guess what? The story of the diamond survived, and that is legacy. Donica Strange Roscano, our sister, Essence's mom, she founded the Patricia Ann Strange Diamond Celebration on June of 2014, where she would celebrate people in recovery from drugs and alcohol. That first year, we chose celebrating women 20 years, uh, men and women 20 years in recovery from drugs and alcohol. And so that is legacy. And we've been doing it ever since, every year. And we have an event that we call the Diamond Celebration. That is living on in legacy. When you have a lifestyle that's so important that those beyond you live out your story. Yes. So we're so excited. We're talking about legacy today. And uh, I'm Monica Strange. And this is Essence Bonnet. I want to tell you your tip for the journey. Your tip for the journey is to live out your legacy. Your tip for the journey is to live out the path that God has carved for you through your ears and your ancestors and your predecessors. Do not forget the journey. I'm Monica Strange, and this is Recapture. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at the P.S. Diamond Celebration. I'm Frank, and I'm not a big fan of BJ's Wholesale Club super low gas prices. I don't trust things that low. Started in 92. Big office Christmas party. Come on, join the limbo line. Now I see a chiropractor. So, no, BJ's. I don't want super low gas prices. Okay, then. But if you'd like super low gas prices and a $40 digital BJ's gift card, join the new BJ's Wholesale Club. Opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only.